0: Most people are familiar with Narcissus, a character in Greek mythology who fell in love with his own reflection. It happened one day when he caught a glimpse of himself in the waters of a spring. He was captivated by his own beauty, and that enthrallment ultimately led to his demise. This, of course, is where we get the word narcissism from. A person is narcissistic, he is, and here I quote Webster's Dictionary, extremely self-centered, with an exaggerated sense of self-importance, marked by excessive admiration of or, of, or infatuation with oneself. There's even a clinical disorder called narcissistic personality disorder. According to the Mayo Clinic website, is a condition in which people, here I quote, have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. This, my brothers and sisters, is not what Jesus is talking about in this gospel text we just heard from Mark 12, when he says to us, "Love your neighbor." as you love yourself. We need to be clear about that. Jesus is not advocating narcissism in giving us this commandment, nor is he encouraging sinful pride. Rather, he's indicating to us here that we should have a reasonable, healthy love for ourselves. And this is very important, especially for our neighbors, Because our ability to love our neighbors the way the Lord wants us to love them is directly dependent on our ability to love ourselves in the way Jesus wants us to. Notice the wording of the commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you have a narcissistic love of yourself, you will tend to have, quote-unquote, troubled relationships with others, to use the expression from the Mayo Clinic website. The same is true if you love yourself too little. Or worse, if you hate yourself. In fact, your attitude if your attitude toward yourself is hatred, your neighbors will be in real trouble. Because you will tend to respond to them in the same way, and treat them in the same way. So what is Jesus telling us here? What does it mean to have a healthy, reasonable love of ourselves? A love that we'll be able to show to our neighbors. Well, I would say that a healthy self-love is rooted in appreciation, an appreciation of yourself as God's loved, special, and unique creation. Let me repeat that, because that's key to this whole homily. It's rooted in an appreciation. A proper self-love is rooted in a deep appreciation of yourself as God's loved, special and unique creation, even though it's a creation that's been wounded by sin, we've all been wounded by sin. The writer of the Eighth Psalm, for example, had a deep appreciation of his own dignity as a person created in the image of God, and an appreciation for everyone else as having that same dignity. He indicated that when he wrote these famous words, most of us have heard these before, When I see the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you arranged, what is man that you should keep him in mind? Mortal man that you care for him. Yet you have made him little less than a god. With glory and honor you crowned him. Gave him power over the works of your hands. Put all things under his feet. Now if you're a Christian you'll have a second appreciation that will help you to love yourself in a healthy way. You'll have an appreciation, a very deep and profound appreciation, for what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. You will realize, in other words, that Almighty God, the creator of the entire cosmos in all its splendor, Almighty God thought that you were worth dying for. That's you personally. Even with all your sins, your imperfections, your weaknesses, you are that valuable as an individual to the Lord. How could we not love what Almighty God himself was willing to die for? This is what Jesus was saying when he said to us, you are worth more than many sparrows. Hopefully, we all believe that about ourselves. Many people, sad to say, do not. They hate themselves. They think they're worthless. Usually because of things they've done. Well, you know what? St. Paul also did bad things in his life. But he loved himself. He still had an appreciation of himself as God's good creation. As well as an appreciation of what Jesus had done for him by his passion and death. This comes through in a very powerful way in a famous passage from 1 Timothy where Paul reflects on his own conversion. Listen to these words. He says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me, that he has made me his servant and judged me faithful. I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, a man filled with arrogance. But because I did not know what I was doing in my unbelief, I have been treated mercifully. And the grace of our Lord has been granted me in overflowing measure along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. You can depend on this as worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these, I myself am the worst. But on that very account, I was dealt with mercifully, so that in me, as an extreme case, Jesus Christ might display all his patience, and that I might be an example to those who would later have faith in him. To love someone is to desire the good for them, it's to de- desire what's good for another. Well, the best thing we can possibly desire for another person is that they make it to heaven someday. St. Paul knew that God loved him, even with his sins, because he knew that God desired heaven for him, and that God had sent his only begotten Son to die for him make sure that this desire would become eventually a reality. So if God loved Paul that much, how could Paul not love himself and his neighbor as well? God desired heaven for Paul. Paul desired heaven for himself. That was at the root of his self-love. And he desired heaven for everybody else, even his enemies. He knew how much mercy and forgiveness and patience God had shown him in his life. That's clear from the passage I just read. And he realized that he needed to show that same kind of patient, merciful, and forgiving love to other people. He loved his neighbor in the best possible way because he loved himself in the best possible way. Which is precisely the way it's supposed to be for each and every one of us, and for every Christian.